It's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the Haystack Show with Mike Guido. Mike Guido. For the first time in Toronto Raptors 24-year history, they will be headed to the NBA Finals. Milwaukee just took a timeout. And welcome in Haystack Worldwide Sports Radio Network iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, WorldWideSportsRadio.com, Facebook Live, Twitter, Periscope, Spotify. We're everywhere. You're in the right place. Number to call, 631-676-2968. That is 631-676-2968. Call us up. Join the conversation. I'm Mike Guido. He's Evan Mazza, my producer, our Big J, uh, Big J journalist, Vinny Mutone, Matt Catrazzolo sitting over there. Uh, we're going to throw it to them a little bit later. Plenty to cover today, and, and you know, Matt and I were walking into the studio together, and he just, the, as soon as we walk into the building, he's he looks at me and he's like, dude, today's going to be packed. He's like, this is going to be a wild, wild day, and he's absolutely right. There's plenty to cover. Uh, the Raptors, they go to their first NBA Finals. We're going to talk about that. Um, I think that there's a problem in the league, and I think that there's uh, something that happened this weekend I think really did accentuate that uh, as far as the NBA is concerned. Uh, John Dorsey, the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, said something that really intrigued me and I think speaks to what we're all making of the Cleveland Browns this year. That's coming up in hour number two. Um, You know, we see all these tier lists all the time, so I'm going to rank the QB tiers. I'm going to be honest with you. I've tried, and I'm going to bring this up later as well. I've tried like hell to try to rank individually these quarterbacks, you just can't do it, okay? There are like seven guys that are the same exact player that, you know, you can't rank them individually. You have to rank them by tier. I like um, how the tier website has like all these different rankings. You can do like Oh, Marvel, I love that. Do like Marvel oh, I was character. futzing around with it. I was at my fiance's house <laughs> over the weekend, and I swear I was, I was futzing around with it all weekend. I did the quarterback. Just because... I did the quarterback thing too, but I also did like Marvel characters, Marvel hero movies on my TV, other TV show. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> um, but here's where we're going to start today. You know, and it's kind of um, it's kind of something that happens like right in front of your eyes, and you don't believe it at first, and then when it happens again, uh, you say to yourself, "Wow, how did I not see that originally?" Uh, this is what happened this weekend. Okay, so everybody knows it now, right? The Toronto Raptors, they won four straight games against the Milwaukee Bucks, who haven't lost more than three straight games all uh, all season. Um, after Milwaukee won the first two, Toronto took the last four. Uh, it was an absolutely unbelievable feat by the Toronto Raptors. Uh, so they go to their first NBA Finals in, in franchise history, uh, oh, and what do you know? They have to play the greatest team in sports history, so good luck, Toronto. Um, let me just say this. Uh, it's it's interesting when you go back, when you go kind of like way back into last offseason when the Raptors traded for Kawhi Leonard, and <laughs> most people thought it was nuts. Most people thought, 
got half. Like, okay, so let's let's get this straight, Toronto Raptors, right? Masai Ujiri, let's 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 try to you know break this down on what you just did. Uh, you traded Demar Derozan, who is one of the best players in your franchise's history. Uh, you traded a nice young center in Jakob Pertl. Oh, and by the way, you traded away a couple of draft picks to bring in a guy that spent the almost the entirety of the season before hurt, where he may or may not have been hurt, and in the games that he did play, uh, he didn't really play that well. He only averaged 16 points a game. Uh, yeah, you're going to bring in that guy. Oh, and on top of that, he might leave you after one season. That's what you did. Uh, Now we can kind of look back on it, and I say this all the time, right? Being aggressive in sports usually always pans out. Um, You know, just based on, you know, you look at the history of, of, uh, you know, most of, you know, the big moves that are made. You know, there aren't too many of them where you can actually pick out, all right, this one didn't work out, this one didn't work out, this one didn't work out. Usually we kind of forget about them because they kind of fuse with the rest of history. Um God, this was a dynamite move by Masai Ujiri. A dynamite move by the Toronto Raptors to trade for this kid. And the reason they made this trade, and and this is where I'm going with this, is they saw it before everybody else did. And it was something that I cannot believe that I didn't see before. And I was wrong about it. I can admit that. I can't believe I missed this about Kawhi Leonard. Okay, Kawhi Leonard is in very rare company when it comes to current players in the NBA. Okay, Kawhi Leonard's one of the three best players in the NBA. Okay, and I think that, and there are plenty of great players. Uh, There are only three that I think can be the best player on a franchise and consistently go to the finals. Lead dynasty-type teams, he can be the best player. There are three guys, LeBron, Steph, and Kawhi Leonard. Those three. Okay, I saw this the other day as well. Um, If you take a look at the uh, history of the finals since 2013, uh, let's take a look. So, 2013, uh, okay, LeBron, Kawhi. 2014, LeBron, Kawhi. Uh, 15, 16, 17, 18 is LeBron, Steph, LeBron, Steph, LeBron, Steph, LeBron, Steph. Uh, and 2019 is Steph and Kawhi. So for the pe- you're telling me, okay. So for the past seven years, we can actually take this as a relatively good sample size now. For the last seven years, those are the three consistent players that have made it to the finals every year. LeBron, Steph, Kawhi. Guys, I and and I and I got to be honest with you. I really didn't believe it. I really didn't. But you got to kind of open your eyes to the possibility of okay, what players in the league do their greatness directly correlate to winning, to going to championships, to winning them, to all of that stuff? And I'm not going to say Kawhi's going to win the finals. I don't know that. But here's the way it looks. 
LeBron's been to the finals every year since 2011. This is the first year that he hasn't. Steph Curry, every year since 2015. And he's led the greatest dynasty, I think, in sports history at this point. The most dominant, I should say. Uh, And then Kawhi Leonard, in the years that LeBron and Steph didn't go to the finals, he did. You got to keep in mind, I get he was playing for Popovich and he had Duncan and he had Tony Parker and some of these other guys. You got to keep in mind, where's Tony Parker now? Okay, he's uh, in Charlotte, I think. Um, Tim Duncan retired. Uh, You know, not taking anything away from him. He was still relatively good at that point, but he was not Tim Duncan. Manu Ginobili, he waved his career goodbye a year ago. So a bunch of older players that were led by Kawhi made it to the finals. Oh, and by the way, they actually did beat LeBron once. I think that Toronto beat us all to the punch. They beat us all to the punch, okay? They knew all of this before any of us did. And nobody can pretend like they knew that this was going to be a good move. Everybody thought. The Raptors are way in over their head. Why would they trade a guy that they could have control over, right? DeMar DeRozan, who's one of the best players in their history. Him and Kyle Lowry love each other. They work. They do all of this stuff, team chemistry, everything like that, right? So Toronto in the last year fired their winning their coach of the year head coach, and they traded for a one-year rental player by giving up the world to get him. Oh, and they're going to the finals. Guys, sometimes this stuff just works. And everybody just, everybody doubted it, including myself. I wasn't in on this. I was thinking to myself, what in the hell is Toronto? Classic Raptors, right? It will always be LeBronto because they're never going to get out of this rut. And they did. They had to make a power move. They had to. Well, right. And the reason that they did is because they knew the guy that they were getting when everybody else didn't. They knew that they were getting one of the three guys in the NBA that you can depend on to virtually always win. And, well, I think another thing was his exit from San Antonio was <clears throat> skeptical. You know, a lot of a lot of people sure. were skeptical about what happened in San Antonio. You know, this some people felt he quit. Some people blamed on Spurs and medical stuff. Whatever happened in the locker room, yeah, yeah, happened yeah, yeah. in the locker no, room. No, right. You're so right. it didn't. I mean, and the Spurs are and the Spurs are like the you know like for years were like the Patriots of the NBA, where you know Hall of Fame head coach, maybe the, maybe one of the greatest coaches ever, usually a stable organization, and then something like this happens, usually it gets pointed at the player, not the team. You know, mm-hmm. when stuff like that happens. But I think that we can probably that we can safely say now, right. Kawhi Leonard, I think, has entered the conversation as one of the three best players in the entire league. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. No particular order, but those are the three guys. Those are the three guys. Now, here's also where I want to go with this. And I'm gonna only gonna take I'm only gonna take a minute on this. When the Raptors made it to the conference finals, right? 
after Kawhi Leonard buried the Sixers in the Eastern Conference semis, they went to go play Milwaukee in the conference finals. Before the series even started, I said this. The city of Toronto, the fan base, not only the organization, but the fan base in the city now have a responsibility. They hold the responsibility of doing whatever they can to retain your franchise player. And one word, I think, can describe how they did that. Bravo. Mission accomplished. Now, look, I'm not going to say in stone that he's staying, but Toronto is making it really hard for him to leave. He've, they've got a great coach. They've got good players who, to be honest with you, I haven't seen Kyle Lowry play this good in the playoffs ever. He's actually not a liability for them anymore. Kyle Lowry actually just became the Raptors' all-time playoff leading scorer. He played, he passed DeRozan in the Bucks series. That's amazing, mm-hmm. right? It's, wild, it's, right? It's, it's, something, it's stuff like that that you never would have even guessed. But, and to be honest with you, the fact that they were able to go to the finals, they won the series at home. The environment is and we are Danny Green. Danny Green is Kawhi's, uh, Kawhi's teammate and was his teammate in San Antonio as well. He even said it. God, <laughs> I thought San Antonio was crazy. This play, this place is next level nuts. Look, Toronto's cold. But it's a great city. I've been. It's a great city. Really great food. I mean, look, and and the city of Toronto, you know, the funny part about this is when I pinned the responsibility on the city of Toronto, what did they start doing? Hey, we'll give you a, a $30,000 a month condo to live in for whenever, you, for whenever you're here. Oh, and by the way, you'll never have to pay for food here again. Do whatever it takes. And pulling a little bit of something out of Stephen A's book with absolutely no objectivity whatsoever. <laughs> Do whatever it takes to get this guy back. And Toronto, is a, as a sports city, is is pretty underrated. They love their Maple Leafs. Wild about the They've Maple got great Leafs. fans. Wild they have their, great fans. They love their Blue Jays, and they love their they love the Raptors. It's a very underrated sports town. You know, you think of like big market sports cities. That's because they don't have a fo- they don't have a football team. That's the only reason why they don't have an NFL team. Didn't they come close to the Buffalo Bills or something like that? <laughs> Isn't like the I Buffalo mean, Bills technically yeah, a football well, team? Uh, yeah, it's the closest thing they have. It's the closest thing they have. The I feel like if you have like football fans from Toronto, they're probably probably most of them are Buffalo Bill fans. But I don't know. That's not their. T- it's not even in their country. Yeah. No. It's not even in their country. All right. Uh, coming up next. You know, I think the league, the NBA has a legitimate problem. Um, And it's kind of like a power struggle type thing. Has a lot to do with what the NBA's failed notions are about parity. I hear it a lot now. I'm going to give you my thoughts next. Haystack, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hey, welcome back. Haystack Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Mike Guido, Evan Mazza, Big J Journalists. 
Matt Catrazolo, Vinny Mutone sitting across from me. We're going to throw to them in a few minutes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My goodness. Um, so, yeah, the Raptors and the Warriors, that's the big story. They're going to the NBA Finals. Uh, and who would have thought that neither team, that this would be the first time in NBA history that we would have both teams in the NBA Finals not be from the United States, given that the Toronto Raptors are from Canada and the Warriors are from another planet. Um, <laughs> they're they're from the they're from the space. They're from Dad one of the jokes. They're from one of the Space Jam planets. Clever. Dad jokes. Um, so I, I, see, I was trying to channel my inner Mikey Mike Rifkin. Rifkin hey, but that wasn't a good one. That one you didn't like that one. I liked it. See, that's why I like them better. <laughs> you threw me for a loop. I was like, he does know that Golden like, State they're from, is they're from, <laughs> <laughs> they're from California. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think Big Mikey needs to teach us a few, just just some things, a few things. So um, here's the funny thing about this series: uh, the numbers that I saw. Okay, these are the betting odds. Uh, the Warriors are favored at minus 320 in the series. <laughs> minus 320. Vinny, what were the numbers that you saw before, like, uh, with all the sports books and everything? Like, every yeah, right, single right. one of them has the... Yeah, so um, it's actually a lot closer than it has been in previous years. Um, usually, Warriors are favorited 90-plus percent. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, uh, they are, excuse me, I just lost the numbers, but they are favorited, um, by the ESPN forecast, 75% to 25%, um, which is, you know, still pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that though, uh, basketball power index has warriors at 52% and, uh, 538 has Raptors at 57%. So, uh, really, it, yeah. So the Raptors favored. So yeah, Raptors favored at fifty-seven. Um, and even when they're not, and uh, Warriors are favored at fifty-two. I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty fair. Um, you know, <clears throat> Raptors did beat uh, Golden State both times when they met in the regular season. Yeah, that's although gonna... it's different. It's not you know it's not postseason, but something to remember for sure. No, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's you know, and, and these are kind of just based on the numbers that I saw, right? So. Uh, I the Warriors are favored at <laughs> minus three twenty. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Raptors numbers at plus two sixty. Um, so if you're a sports better, uh, you might want to just. It might not even be worth it. Okay, if you got to bet that much money to make any money on the Warriors, um. So, the Warriors, you're telling me that they are overwhelming favorites in the NBA Finals, without. Kevin Durant, because uh, Kevin Durant, if you're asking me, Kevin Durant's not playing. Kevin Durant is done. I think he's played his last game as a Warrior this year. I do. 5-0, right, without Kevin Durant? They haven't lost. 5-0 in the postseason, yeah. Yeah. They haven't lost this year without. Yeah, Durant, this is just an hour ago, Durant may not fly with the Warriors to Toronto for games one and two of the NBA Finals. Right. But that's that's more because of his calf, right, than it is – yeah, they Any think drama. it's they think it's um mm-hmm. well, for, what did they think it was Achilles? They think it's Achilles. Oh. They I think 
That's what a lot of people. The Warriors are leading on that Bo- it's a calf injury, Boogie but I is, think I really think that it's it's more serious. It's I think it's an Achilles. Boogie is questionable. Boogie is questionable for game one. Um, Kevin Durant. Yeah, how how's that for news? Right, Dr- Demarcus Cousins is more likely to play in this series than Kevin Durant. <laughs> how crazy is that? But okay, uh, he has not. Kevin Durant has not been cleared for any encore work since injuring his right calf. He's done. The conference semifinals. Guys, he's done. They don't need him. He's done. But listen, I'll I'll take the I'll take the L on this one. Okay, I thought the Raptors had no shot in the ECF. <laughs> I had I thought the Raptors had no shot. Okay, after they won Game Three, I was like. Bucks in five, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're being Raptors in six. Bucks didn't win another game. Um, yeah, we, but no. here's my thing, and here's my here's my issue with this. I should have pulled the I should have pulled the clip up. You and you and Renee talking about it. You and so haven't we? I should have pulled the clip. Mm-hmm. That's some strong coffee. Look, the NBA playoff TV ratings this year are down twenty six percent from last year. Twenty six. Oh, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals, their TV ratings compared to last year, uh, down 48%. Really? 48. I've been saying this for a long time. There's no urgency to watch the league. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the basketball hasn't been good. We've had great basketball in these playoffs. Absolutely phenomenal. If you're turning on the game, you're keeping it on because it 100% is great basketball to be watching. It is. Okay? A lot of memorable moments in this postseason. The problem isn't the quality of the basketball. The problem is why would anybody turn it on if you already know what the end of the season is going to be. Yeah. Okay? Like, it has to be, and this is what I what I always compare it to. It's kind of like watching a movie, right? You go to the movies. You want to see how a movie turns out. Uh, if you already know the ending of that movie, why spend your money? Right? Oh, but... Look, people watch. People know the endings of movies all the time, and they still watch it. Yeah, you know why? Because it turns out to be their favorite movie. Okay, I'll watch my. I watch my. My favorite movie of all time is Thirteen Hours. Okay, I would watch that movie every day for the rest of my life. But it is my favorite movie, right? Golden State Warrior fans, I'm sure, hopes this team never goes away, mm-hmm. ever. Everybody else in the league is just like, God, get these guys out of here. But here's the rating. You think that there's a and this is really the the problem that I have with what the NBA with what the NBA thinks the problem is with their uh with their struggling TV ratings. You're gonna blame it on the bad teams? Yeah, we need to have a draft lottery. We need to to ch- we need to fix tanking. That's our issue. We don't have enough competitive teams. You know why we don't have enough competitive teams? Because one team's got all the players. One team dominates every single like and it isn't their fault. Look, the Warriors are a are a phenomenal dynasty and they deserve every bit of success that they've had, okay? Whatever they did, they are an extremely well-run organization. They drafted incredibly well. They were somehow able to build an incredible culture around a super small market 
and pull in the second best, uh, what most people view as one of the top two or so players in the entire league and make yourself literally unbeatable, the Warriors deserve all that credit. Imagine but if I've said Monte Ellis instead of Steph Curry. Imagine how different things would have been. Oh, absolutely. But, like, here's my issue. Think about this for a minute. Think about this, okay? Uh, if we're going to look at the Warriors and we're going to look at the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks, <clears throat> they're the problem. Guys, you need teams like the Knicks and teams like the Cavs, and you need teams like the Phoenix Suns to catch up. I say this all the time when we talk about failing teams in the NBA, right? When we talk about failing teams. Failing teams that don't have good young talent. They are the worst team in the NBA, worst two or three teams in the NBA. How do they fix that problem? By acquiring young talent, by gaining assets, by making trades when they're ready. It's That is how you build teams in the NBA. That is how you build teams in sports. Forget about the NBA. The NFL doesn't have a lottery. Major League Baseball doesn't have a lottery. Major League Baseball has 40 rounds in their draft. They don't have a lottery. The NFL has seven. They don't have a lottery. The NBA, they've got two. They have a lottery. You end up with situations where you are actually keeping the bad teams bad. When was the last time we had a changing of the guard? Ten years ago? I mean, guys, the Raptors have been good for six or seven years already. Okay, like you're looking at, you have to look at this. The NBA has to look at this as, okay, the real problem with what's going on in the NBA right now is that we've got one team dominating the entire league. And that, I don't even, uh, to be honest with you, if you're going to ask me how to fix that problem, I don't think you can because if a team does that well at building their team, you just kind of have to let them have it. You cannot penalize them for doing that. There's right? There's definitely a change of the guard in the Eastern Conference, though. With LeBron gone, we now have a new. We, we there was going to be a but new Eastern you're Conference right. champion. You're right, but and we're going to see how this pans out. But my thing is, is that LeBron's been out of the East for one year, and the same teams that were good last year are good this year, right? Toronto was at the top of the Eastern Conference last year, also. Boston was at the top of the Eastern Conference last year, also. Philadelphia was at the top of the Eastern Conference last year, also. It's all of that, virtually the same teams. Now I get it. You do not want to reward teams losing on purpose. But how else are you supposed to build? I keep saying this. Okay, let's say the Knicks get the number one overall pick. They get Zion Williamson. Number one overall. You think the Knicks are going to be the number one overall pick next year? No, they'll probably be five or six. Why? Because they've got Zion Williamson now. They traded for that guy. Or, I'm sorry, they not they didn't trade for that guy. They 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 earned that guy, and that guy legitimately made them better. 
That's what you're supposed to do. You you see growth by young talent. Teams don't want to lose on purpose. And if you think about if you think about it, you really think players are stepping out of the court saying, "You know what? I'm just gonna throw it this season so we can get this guy for the team's future." No, because if he does that, he ruins his own career. Got somebody on the phone. You got about we're we're only gonna have you on for like a couple of minutes because we got to throw it onto the news. Who do we got? No problem. Mike, how you doing? Jeff, how are you, my friend? I couldn't be better if you were twins. Uh, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, is also part of the problem, should the NBA go to only two max contracts per team rather than three? Uh, I, yes, I agree with that. And I've said that before. I think if they, I think if they limited the max contract slots, I think it would make the, uh, the issue a lot better. I don't think the players' union would ever ever agree to that because it doesn't give it takes away at least to some extent some player freedom of where they want to go um so i don't i don't know if that would ever happen but i i agree that that would 100 percent help that problem yes i mean because that's what's really changed the league right like the league really changed when you know lebron with the heat and then the the paul pierce kg Ray Allen trio in, in Boston. When, right. when these threesomes have all gotten together, there's not enough talent to go around all of the teams. Yeah, you're right. No, I agree no. with you. I, I agree with you. And I've been saying that for a while. You know, super teams, super teams, I think, are the primary problem. Because you're right. When you get, there isn't enough talent to go around. And I'm not going to sit here and say, all right, well, every team needs one superstar. I don't think that. I just don't – you can have dominant teams and you can have terrible teams. What I'm saying is that you need to go into every season. You need to give fans the impression that, all right, uh, well, I think it's going to be the Boston Celtics this year, but it might be the Lakers, but it also might be the Warriors, or, or it might be this. Okay, you can have dominant teams. You know, it, you just can't have one. You understand what I'm saying? No, I mean, I totally get it, and I would hate to turn the NBA into, like, your local YMCA rec league where we have to have an A player, a B player, a C player, a D player kind of thing. But the super team, listen, you're you're going towards free agency this year. How many teams have they even mentioned in free agency? It's the Lakers, it's the Knicks, and past that, nobody knows. Right. Right. Well, uh, to be honest so with you, nobody's... two teams no. participating in free agency this year? <laughs> it may be. It may be. But that's part of the problem. No, I, I agree. I agree. Look, and that's the big issue is okay, and and this is going to absorb the entirety of free agency this year, and it's the reason for this is because it's all focusing on all right, Kevin Durant. He's, we're going to pencil him in with the Knicks, or he's going to go to the Clippers, or whatever. Right? They're just focused on getting him off the Warriors. Like that, that's what everybody's really interested in. They they don't want him in Golden State anymore. They don't want Clay Thompson in Golden State anymore. It's, it is absorbing free agency. And, and look, free agency this year is going to be incredibly interesting because there's a bunch of guys that can change places, a ton of them. But look, I, if you're going to ask me, you know, if the Warriors are single-handedly, I think, killing the NBA's TV ratings and, uh, you, know, ki- you know, causing a problem in that aspect, yeah, it isn't their fault. I mean, they did a great t- job at building a team, but... Yes, that's what they did. 
I mean, it's just sad for the league because if you're not the Lakers, the Clippers, or the Knicks, you're not participating in free agency. I, that and that's the presumption, and 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 we don't, you know, again, we don't know that, but again, you know, that's what it seems to be like, right? Lakers, Knicks, you know, maybe Boston. It, they, those yeah, really are the teams that are that are that are gonna that are getting most of the press here. But that's, but I'll those, tell you what, Jeff. Those that emotions is, are generally right, though, right? Because when everyone was like, "Oh, Chris Paul's going to join the Rockets," that happened. Well, uh, okay. Let, I'm just going to say this. It usually every year in free agency, it does kind of happen that way, though, right? The big markets kind of get brought up of uh, as free agency destinations, and sometimes it happens that way, and sometimes it doesn't. Right? There's always rumors of, oh, could this guy start up the Knicks again? Or could this guy add to Boston's talent? Or something of that nature, right? Does anybody want you know, does everybody want to go to, you know, beautiful weather every day in Los Angeles? It usually happens that way in free agency every year. This year it's just kind of getting I I guess magnified just because most people want Kevin Durant yanked out of Golden State. That's why. But I mean, but that, I mean, that's kind of a yes. That's it's true, a given. But that's also a silly notion because Golden State is still winning without him, which is of course awesome. they are. They, yeah. won, they won a championship without him, so yeah. they don't even really need Kevin Durant. No, they don't. No, you're right. Uh, absolutely, I've, and I've said it multiple times before. Kevin Durant is a luxury to them, not a need. But all right, Jeff, it's good talking to you, Bo. But we got to let you go. Thanks for calling in, man. All right, man. Appreciate it, Mike. Boston over everybody. Stanley Cup. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. They're they're gonna lose to the Blues. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I got and I I don't I to be honest with you I don't watch hockey I don't follow hockey whatsoever but I got a feeling about those St. Yeah. Louis Blues man. I mean they are gonna win know, the man. whole damn Listen, thing. We got the Boston Red Sox, the Patriots, and the Bruins winning championships in the span of what ten months? Yeah, well I mean if, like if Boston if Boston wins. Um, I Nine mean, months. It would just—it's just the too, first too many, time. Too much in, Boston in and the one fun, year. And the it's funny crazy. thing is, they those three teams weren't the teams that people. I know the Patriots are Super contenders every year, but those, but the, not even the Patriots are kind of like Patriots had a lot of questions going into the season mm-hmm. and into the postseason. And the only Boston team with the expectation of them, true expectation of them winning a championship, was the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. And they became the big disappointment pretty much yeah. of the entire NBA season. Yeah. Other the Bru- than, Bruins, than the Lakers. I, th- I, w- I want to say Bruins finished probably with second best Eastern Conference second. odds to mm-hmm. to win the cup because mm-hmm. Tampa was first. Right. Tampa, yeah. Tampa got swept by Columbus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that it was, is. It was beautiful. Like I said, I don't. <laughs> like I said, I don't watch hockey, but that is that has to be one of the most disappointing, like yeah, like disappointing fates. Of all time in sports But you know history. what? It's not just this season. It's every season with Tampa. I mean, it's not necessarily that they're, you know, they, they finish first and then get in, swept. Right? But you're right. And it's it's they almost so it's like watching the Warriors lose. It's mm. like watching the Warriors lose as a hockey fan. Mm. That's kind of what they it's like. They got swept. Yeah. It, was, be- it was beautiful. But I agree with you. I think uh, uh, St. Louis all the way, I think they. Got, it's just too much of a – there's a lot of drama going on. Like, good drama, if you ask me. Like, I like that. Like, uh you got David Back has spent uh, almost his entire career as yeah. a Blues, right? And then he he couldn't go to the finals one time. Now he's a Bruin, and he has to try and uh, prevent that drought. You know what I'm saying? Right, That's right, funny. Right. So, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's head over to the news. Our big J journalists, Vinny Muto and Matt Catrizolo. Um, What's going on? So, 
I want to uh, start off with what we were talking about earlier, uh, remembering the late Bill Buckner, but for the player and not the play. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> yes. Um, because it is disgusting if uh, what you told me, I didn't see the, the ticker that you were talking about with ESPN. Yeah. Where it says Bill Buckner, uh, you know, 66 years old, dot passes away after a fight with dementia. And then with the underscore of uh, with the terrible play in game six of the World Series. Um, and yeah, and we were talking about his phenomenal ball player. And we can't even let him pass away without stapling this to his name. And I just thought it was disgusting and very uh, disgraceful. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Bill Buckner played 22 years in the major leagues. 22 years. Hey, the guy was, has more hits than Ted Williams. He was pretty I'm good. I'm like, give me a – like, Bill Buckner had 2,700 hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, was a 3,000 hit guy. not 66. And I guarantee you that I will – Want I'm going to guarantee this. Won a batting title in 1980. I'm going to guarantee this. Bill Buckner will get into the Hall of Fame on the Veterans Committee. 100%. He will make the Hall of Fame in the Veterans Committee. And what you were uh, what you were just saying, I tweeted about it yesterday. ESPN, in their their bottom ticker, where they their their news ticker. Uh, brought up the news fact that Bill Buckner passed away a couple of days ago, um, and in the subline of that of that header, they said committed a horrible error in the yeah. 1986 World Series. I'm like, guys, like the guy just can you get away from that for like a second and just like because Bill Buckner had a great career, Sorry. a great career. Yeah, a lot of people I mean, seem to crazy. forget that that. Error didn't cost them no, the World it didn't, Series, no. it, you know, and it, that wasn't Game Seven. Well, no. It's the most and, memorable error yeah. of all time. Bob but Stanley who cares about that. Bob Stanley, mm-hmm. Calvin Chiraldi get absolutely avoided of the blame of that of that collapse in Game Six. Yeah, <clears throat> and they had a three nothing lead in Game Seven in the, of the World Series, and then that 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 evaporated. And the Mets ended up winning. Crazy. But Buckner, two eighty nine career batting average, one hundred seventy four hits. Uh, you mentioned the RBIs. One hundred seventy four home runs. 174 home runs, 1,028 RB, uh, RBIs, uh, 1,077 runs scored, uh, 408 slugging percentage. I could totally see him getting the Hall of Fame uh, as a as as in the Veterans Committee. But now, I, think it's I, most I get it. He was only a one-time All Star. Yeah. But I think because of something like this, because people are making a big deal out of it a little bit, I think that it's gonna get viewed as Bill Buckner. I I think Bill Buckner, based on. Uh, maybe even, and, and this might be a little bit disrespectful because he did have a great career. I'm not taking anything away from him, but maybe based on just pure like, like pity and like I feel sorry for the guy. Maybe they'll let his legacy be lived in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Right. I agree you know what I mean? That, yeah, it's something like that. But I think what's as even, long as they don't make it like a just like a Sports Center not top ten kind oh, of thing. Yeah. As long as they don't do like I mean, that, like, like but let's Hall be of real. Fame. I mean, not, how not really? <laughs> how crazy disrespectful is for that to ESPN? It's super, and I'm not super. gonna t- I'm not gonna say anything about the personalities, right? Because Tim Kirkchin and Buster Olney and all these ESPN baseball guys were saying, look. Uh, Bill Buckner was known for much more than just the error. Yeah. But still, the what everybody sees when they turn on ESPN, it's on their, it's literally on no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's like Bill Buckner committed the error in 1986. 
sacked. Mm-hmm. Let it go, guys. He yeah. he, he handled that with so much grace. And oh so my much goodness! Pro. He was a pro. He him and Mookie Wilson became great friends for thirty years. How much years. he was abused in Boston! Yeah. It is amazing. And, and I, I I brought that up before the show. I think the biggest battle with the biggest battle with Bill Buckner was not the error. It was Boston. It was yeah. the city who. If it harassed happened in him. any other city, it would have it could have been different. They harassed yeah. him. Well, they I ran mean, him out of I, town. I, they they they. they Threatened him and his family. He had to leave. And the funny thing is, if it happened in New York, we would have shredded him too. Oh yeah, we would have shredded him in New York York too. Of course, New York would have. He wins. You know, he wins. uh, The Red Sox win the World Series in 2004, and I think that's when a lot of people thought he would go back. Heck, there was that big sign. I'll never forget in Bush Stadium after they won that said, "A group of Red Sox fans, we forgive you, Bill Buckner." And I think Buckner probably saw that and said, "No." You don't forget. I, I have forgive to forgive you. you. I have to forgive you, not the other way around. Right. So, Agreed. and that's why he didn't go back in 05. He went back after the second time in 2008, after they won 07. Yeah. And eventually they, you know, made amends. So, you know, I, that was the biggest battle for Buckner. It wasn't the error, the aftermath of the error. It was the city of Boston. I he just I can't them. believe how, years. how long it dragged. I mean, I've seen so many goofs in sports as bad as that. Mm-hmm. That. Don't last that long. I mean, the guy it made happened. his the guy made his major league debut at 19 years old in wow. 69. Yeah. 1969 was his major league debut. Mm-hmm. Guys, it, it, get over it, really. And it, and it happened. The uh, interesting enough, it happened before the year before in 1984 with the Cubs, his former team, uh, with uh, Ray uh, Ray uh, Durham's error. In yeah, Game Five, right. the NLCS, right, which right, was the right. guy, which was the guy that replaced Bill Buckner when Buckner was traded to to the Boston Red Sox. You know, same thing happened to him. And two two years later, two years before, we really don't hear much about that one, right? Which is interesting. But that's it's it's sad because it always happens. To athletes, something happens, and I mean Scott Norwood, he's going to be once he can remember, he was a pretty good kicker in his time. What's he going to remember for? Wide right, forever, and he's right. and he's handled it the same way as Bill Buckner. He's in, you know he's embraced it. He is. Gone with it the right way, yeah, but unfortunately, life's too short. Unfortunately, that's unfortunately what he's going to be remembered for, and that's right. it's sad. Buckner, Buckner deserves it. Buckner deserved a heck of a lot better than what he got. Right, definitely. Okay, so Kawhi Leonard joined uh, Jason Kidd in 2002 and 2011, 2010, 2011. LeBron as uh, the only three players in NBA history to lead a team to the finals. Uh, their first year with the new franchise. So it was LeBron, LeBron Kawhi, with the, LeBron with the Heat, Jason Kidd with the Knicks, Kidd. the Nets, and then uh, Kawhi with with uh, the Toronto Raptors. You're right. Okay. So a lot of people are speculating because that's all you can do at this point, especially with a, with a player who's such an anomaly like Kawhi Leonard, especially off the court, kind of like a locked box. No one really knows what he's thinking, what he's doing. Right. He right. might he might not even know. Uh, so I mean, it's hard to predict what he's gonna do, but I don't know. I I want to I want to get your thoughts on what you think he should do. What's his uh, best move? You know, <laughs> what I think he should do is I think he should probably stick. Like I, I, I really agree. I think I think Toronto I think has earned his play. Yeah, I, I think I Toronto so. has earned the fact uh, you know earned his um. Like, they've earned the fact that he would stay. Um, so that's what I think he should do. And to me, I actually might think that's what he... I actually think that's what he will do. I actually think that Kawhi is going to stay in Toronto. Well, Because like I said, it, the city was pinned with the responsibility of, okay, now you have to do whatever you can to keep him. And I think that they did that. I mean, uh, think about it. 
Unless Kawhi, his mind is set on Los Angeles. He wants to move down to warmer weather and everything like that, right? Uh, the situation that he that he'd have in Los Angeles, regardless of whether it was the Lakers or the Clippers, I I don't think it would really be better than what he's got in Toronto right now. I don't think so either. And I think I mean, I what's think, the what's the plus side, Jerry West? I think Toronto and Kawhi kind of deserve each other because uh, first of all, like after well, especially after this series, we've seen how first of all, like we can say that they're thankful. Obviously, is number one. They're lucky to have Kawhi, a healthy Kawhi Leonard. And what you said before, they're going to do anything they can to retain him. And I think... What 27 Ka- years old, this guy. Yeah, Kawhi doesn't need... He said he, he said in the, in the post-game press conference after game, after, uh, game six, he said, I don't want to be the best player, I just want to win. So, I mean, if you go to a, like a, yeah, like a glamour city like, like Los Angeles, then you're going to be that guy. You're going to be the center of attention. Toronto is... Like as Evan met, as Evan mentioned before, Toronto's a great sports city. Mm. It's a great sports city. He would have he would have a luxurious life where he would have everything he would ever need. And yeah, and right now it's one season. He's going to the finals. He's uh, look. It, Kawhi is already beloved. Mm-hmm. By I mean, yeah. it, absolutely. He is what, all, he's what already else? an all-time great for them. What yeah. else could you need? Right. He, ha- he has all the benefits and luxuries of being a one without. And look, without the, Kawhi, By the way, by the way, Kawhi Leonard's already fourth, fourth in in Raptors franchise playoff scoring history. Fourth, one season, one one postseason. That isn't done. Fourth. That isn't over That's yet. Unreal. <laughs> that, he, he could, That's unreal. crazy. He could be second by the time this is over. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the city of Toronto uh, there. Uh, like I said before, with the condo complex, the, I mean, have you seen that penthouse? It's a multi-million-dollar condo. Complex. That thing is like the most beautiful. It's a palace. That thing is the most beautiful penthouse I've ever seen in my life. You can hang out with Drake. And like, if on. he wants to go eat in the city of Toronto, dude, you eat for free. He's gonna be the richest guy in the whole city. He's not even gonna have to eat. He's not even gonna have to pay for food. He's gonna live like a king. Uh, and, and seriously, it, Toronto will give him everything he could ask for. He can still he can still vacation in Los Angeles. You know, what I, mean? I think this is a no-brainer type move. And I like I like how before you said that you know Masai Ujiri and the Raptors knew what they were getting before we all did. I feel like we we did know because he listen as, a, as we a, knew what it could have been as a twenty-one year old. He locked down at the time the best player in the game, LeBron James, in those in those finals, and it was a big reason why those Spurs won the, won those finals it was because of the defense that he played on LeBron. Kawhi Leonard, I as think, as a twenty one year old, yeah, Kawhi Leonard, I think, when his career is said and done, and he's got a ton of time, he's got he's going to play for another decade at least. But Kawhi Leonard, I think, when his career's over. We're going to start talking about him as the greatest defensive player ever. I, he, he can he's going to surpass, you know, Bill Russell or Pippen. Or he can, like, he can he's do gonna, everything offensively that Kevin Durant can do, and he can defend twice as better. Yeah, I, I think he's he's going to be on that list. All right. Um, oh, we're running a little bit uh, low on time. We'll check in with you guys a little bit later. Uh, Vinny Mutone, Matt Catrazolo, our big J journalists big j hour number two coming up john dorsey said really interesting things about what he expects from the cleveland browns gonna be fun his own team this year that's next
hour number two on the Haystack on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hour number two, Haystack Worldwide Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, WorldwideSportsRadio.com. We're on Facebook Live. We're also on Twitter and Periscope and Spotify. You know exactly where you are, so don't pretend like you don't. Number to call, 631-676-2968. That is 631-676-2968. Call us up, join the conversation. Mike Guido, Evan Mass, and my producer are big J journalists. Matt Catrazzolo, Vinny Mutone sitting over there. Um, we're going to go to them in a little bit. But, uh, you know, before I get into this, I'll tease something that's coming on at the end of the show. So I bought this weekend. I was very irresponsible with 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 money. I'm very not. I'm usually not, but I decided to be a little bit irresponsible. And you this texted me about jerseys. Well, because you you're you are like because I'm your go-to. You guy. own more jerseys. It. You own more jerseys than anybody I know. I appreciate. it. So I texted you. I'm just like, hey, look. I was deciding between two jerseys. Uh, those the powder blue. Uh, Cardinal jerseys. It was a Paul Goldschmidt jersey. The blue one. And then the new red, I love these, the new red Indians alternates. It was a Francisco Lindor jersey. Right. And I was asking you, I was just like, all right, uh, which one should I get? Because I wasn't going to buy both. And then you said, all right, get the the uh, Goldschmidt jersey. So I was definitely getting that one. And then after some further consideration, I I bought both. Um, you sold out. You're like, ah, forget it. I Give sold out. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? I haven't treated myself in a while, so why don't I just do it? Um, I searched. It cost me like 175 bucks or something like that. They were on sale, so I was like, screw it, man. I, I am man. so picky. Like I went through that thing. I went. You get. You sent me the link to the sale. You didn't sale. get anything, did you? No, I didn't. But I was I was searching for Craig Biggio. I don't know why. Like I was like, yeah, I'll find a Craig Biggio Houston Astros jersey. And oh, I, I usually just go and I see. I usually go on the site. I see something I like, and yeah. I'm just like, like "Yeah, I'm, that's that's hot." I'm picky. Like yeah, I want. Hot. Like I'm picky. Like I want a certain player with a certain jersey. Like I went. For, I was looking for Craig you know Biggio. Two thousands. like those mid two thousands, early mid two thousand Houston Astros jerseys they used to have. Those are so clean. You know yeah, what? Those I, are nice. You know what I really wanted? It was really it like kind of pissed me off because this was one of the teams that wasn't one of the teams specifically that wasn't having that sale. I wanted to get one of those blue, Blue Jays, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Oh, jerseys. Yeah, I was I wanted that too. to get one of those so bad, but they weren't on sale. They were still yeah. 120 bucks. I searched so that I'm too. Like, Screw that. Uh, all right. So let's get into this. This was a fascinating story in the NFL. And I'm actually surprised it hasn't been touched on more. But, you know, it just it gets more and more interesting the more that we dive into this team. You know the the season hasn't even started yet, right? The the Browns who traded for Odell and then finally figured out a quarterback with a great GM and you know all of this stuff, right? They they've got all these expectations, right? They've got oh we're gonna win the AFC North, oh we're going to the playoffs, and we're gonna go win the Super Bowl and all of this stuff, right? Um, you know some say, and this has been said on multiple different occasions by multiple different people, that these expectations could actually lead to their detriment. They they are the expectations of the Cleveland Browns this year after going 0-16 a couple of years ago. Now have the expectations of, oh, this is the most exciting team in football. They've never been that ever. 
They just don't know what to do with themselves. All right. these, everyone's like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> well, Beckham's calling them like, what was it? Beckham's calling them the next Patriots. He got one so of the that's greedy, what they want. He wants them to be. Greedy Williams is talking Super Bowl. Like, it's a talented football team. They could they could definitely win this AFC North. But right. John Dorsey. So as far as the hype is concerned, here is what their own general manager, who I, who I love. I think John Dorsey is a brilliant, brilliant guy. Here's what he had to say regarding the Browns hype. He said, and I quote, it is hype. That's all it is. Football is played in the fall, the last I've seen. Now you have to go to training camp and you have to earn the respect that everybody is talking about. How do you do that? You have 53 guys with a single mindset and the collectivism of driving this thing forward. That is where it is. Games are won and lost in the fall. That is how we are going to approach this thing. I have always lived by the mantra 1-0. It is one game at a time, and you have to live that. Mm-hmm. So, John Dorsey, it's a very political answer, right? Everybody's everybody's going to look at this, okay, what's the big deal? You know, because sports is all politics, right? It's In all reality, sports is, all right, we got to be politically correct about this. We can't piss off the wrong people. We can't, you know, start a narrative that we don't want. It all has to be incredibly PC and incredibly DL, Right, but let's be honest with you, okay? There aren't very many Donald Trumps in sports. There aren't, right? Where you can just that. There aren't a lot of guys, and what I mean by that is guys that kind of like tell it how it is. They're very honest about things. Um, everything is kind of short and concealed. John Dorsey just wants to suppress the pressure, okay? <laughs> Look, he's got a second-year quarterback. He's got a first-year dysfunctional new wide receiver. Mm-hmm. First-year head coach. An extremely young team. The expectations do nothing but put pressure on young brains. That's all it does. So John Dorsey, here's all this stuff, right? Oh, Odell, he's gonna be. We're gonna be the next Patriots. Greedy Williams. Oh, we're gonna go to the Super Bowl. All this stuff, right? Um, John Dorsey says, <laughs> "Hey, look, uh, yeah, we still gotta earn this stuff. I, I get it, but ease, at ease, soldier. Like that's that is what's going on here." John Dorsey, like I've said, is a brilliant man. And the stuff like this is the reason why I believe that he is that brilliant man. Okay? Virtually anything that John Dorsey does, I listen to. If John Dorsey is saying, okay, uh, look, I get that we're we're young and exciting and all this hype is around us, but that's all it is. It's hype. He understands He's not going to, he's not, look, he's not saying he doesn't have have faith in his team. He's got faith in his team. He doesn't want this gigantic light that is just burning the hell out of these players' heads. He doesn't want that. The Cleveland Browns are on primetime television four times this year. Were they on it all last year? The Browns on primetime? What, what were they on once? It was the Jet game, Baker Mayfield's debut. Right. When he came in in the second half. Right. It was a great game. They were on once last year. 
Uh, now they've got Baker. They've got Odell. Yeah. They've got so many different guys that create storylines. They're interesting. And what is John Dorsey trying to do? Everybody just slow down. The Browns have. I get it. Yeah, they're on prime time four times yeah, this year. They actually, they actually have. They're actually on prime time week two, week three, week five. So three of the next four, three of three out of four out of weeks, four weeks, they're on, they're on prime, prime time. time against the Jets, Rams, and 49ers on the road. That's nice. that's three right there out of four. I'm just keep going. It'll be like we week got a fourth, thirteen or got whatever. a fourth one against Pittsburgh, eight thirty uh, in Cleveland. And we have, that is going to be four. that that's is going to be a football game you're going to want to watch. As, that, as of, as of Cleveland now, and Pittsburgh in Cleveland, you're going to want to watch that football. As game. of now, four of them. Um, but everybody, he's just trying to suppress the pressure. You can't have a second year quarterback, a first year wide receiver who's done no, done nothing but cause dysfunction where he's been, and a first year head coach. You can't have those three pieces and have all of this looming around you. You're doomed uh, yeah. if you do that. Doomed. Well, it's like what we talked about, um, not yesterday, but uh-huh. obviously um, the first Monday. Um, <clears throat> that where's that veteran leadership? You know, you could have yeah. as many star-studded talents as you want, but if they're first year, second year, mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen? Right. Well, I mean, o- Odell and Landry have been in the league for this is going to be their sixth season. So, I mean, like, what what is what is veteran status when you really think like like is veteran stat- status? Established when you somebody were, when you that's were, been when there, you, when done you, that. but when you yeah. were, is it is it established when you accomplish something or is it just time? I would say it has to be a little time. bit of it's both. It's a good question. I, think, I, I would th- say it has to be a mixture because you can be in yeah. the NFL for fifteen years and you yeah. can not make the playoffs once. Yeah, I think it's I think it's mostly time, like just the amount of time. You I think spend I think yeah, by, it's I think be by time, standard, yeah. it's got to be stability by I mean, standard definition. Yeah, I would say that it's time, but I mean, I want to look. I if I don't if know, I'm though. but if I'm Baker Mayfield or if I'm Odell or if I'm if I'm Njoku or Chubb or one of these one of these young guys, I want to look up to a guy who's been on that that big stage. I want to look at the guy who's been to the playoffs. I want to look at the guy who's seen what the greats have seen. I want I want to know that so I know how to handle the road to get there. Right. Like again, like everyone goes through the regular season. All like all fifty three men go through the regular season. They can all go through it the same way. There is a select few veteran people most of them are most of them quarterbacks that know what it's like to get to that stage right right. so i mean i I get you they don't have that they don't have that they listen i i I brought this up i brought this up last week too like they i i thought i think as a locker room presence kind of kind of like how jason witten came out of retirement to come and kind of like kind of like control as well as contribute to this to this cowboys young roster right so because they have they have Cooper and Dak and Zeke. They, he's not going to do much on the field. He's no, gonna, exactly. He's, he's going to be a he's going to be half of a possession tight end. Right, and he's but he's there for locker room presence. There to there is almost right. like a guide. I would I would love I would love to see Joe Thomas make a similar type of impact on this team. Maybe maybe he wouldn't come back as a player. I know not come back as a player. Maybe maybe as like I don't know. Something, something along the lines of being a part of the coaching staff, or maybe like yeah. I don't know anything. I was gonna say Joe Thomas find, is skinnier than you exactly. right now too. Find, find he him lost a, so much weight. Find him a role. He's he embodied this Browns. He he went thing. He, yeah, he was dra- He he was with them through the long haul, through the through their worst years. Now, one season after they leaves, there there's talks of Super Bowl aspirations. 
I think I think he could be a very very important and impactful presence on this young it's dynamic. No, I Browns I, roster. I agree with you. If, if they could, I and I I've been with you because Cleveland, I think is and, and this we'll go to break after this. They have in the past couple of years. They've cleaned house and they've brought in a bunch of smart people to start running their franchise. I, that would be another one of those moves because, and this is kind of the misconception, right? Just because you have a veteran guy on that team does not mean that he's a great leader. You need to have both, right? Yeah. So well, that's what about I was Joe Thomas about was one age. of those guys. You can't, about, I think, that, yeah, I think that uh, veteran status gets misconstrued with with uh, with age. I mean, I know it's not sports, but when we call you know war veterans veterans, it's not because of a certain, they hit an age; it's because they've done something and then they come back. It's from what it. they've right. seen. Exactly. It's the and it's the like right. you said the it's road not that age, they have to take. Experience. It's exactly. what they've seen. If, right. You know, if I'm and we were saying before, like if I'm a quarterback and I and I'm going to go to my first Super Bowl. If you're telling me go speak to a veteran so you can go get some, you know, whatever, I'm not going to go to Blake Bortles because he's, you know, old. Like, I'm going to go to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to go to Tom Brady because he's been there. And yeah. Blake Bortles ain't old. Yeah. There's so, about yeah. four players on the Browns roster who have, I would, now Miles Garrett, I definitely think in year three will definitely take a step in becoming a veteran leader. He's year a good three. kid. Very Miles good kid. Garrett's he's in a year good three. Kid. But there's about four veterans. There's, ironically enough, Odell Beckham Jr. And we could argue whether he's a leader or not. He's had one playoff game. One playoff game. But one he's been playoff in game in a career full of trouble. Yeah. But he's yeah. been in New York. And six playoff drops. Let's not forget There's about that. those either. He's been in New York. He was. He's been through it all there. I, you could use him though. Again, <clears throat> if he, you know, if you hope that the, the that the tumultuous that happened in New York doesn't happen in Cleveland. Yeah. Jarvis Landry was a part of that. Again, I know one playoff appearance, but was a part of a playoff journey in, in Miami. Uh, Morgan Burnett was was part of that Green Bay Packers Super Bowl team that won in mm. 2010. Yeah, right. Um, Olivia Vernon was also a part of that 2016 Giants team. Yeah, so that's I, the thing. Been, there's only four players I can really think of, but guys, you know, Morgan Burnett's really the closest who has been been seen a Super Bowl championship, know what, and has seen what it takes it's to win a Super Bowl. It's just what are you going to get out of him player. as a leader? It's going to be an inter- sure. interesting story. But okay, uh, coming up next. So we see all these tier lists going around, right? Because uh, I guess that that new website came about and everybody starts making tiers right. of everything, right? I saw one tier of like Game of Thrones storylines or something <laughs> like that where it would have been like like all right, perfect uh really good, satisfied and then freaking terrible. <laughs> and I just like uh for who would have got been on the Iron Throne and it, it, they ranked it it was so funny. Yeah, Anything would have been better than what actually happened though. Yeah. But I think it brings up a good conversation because when you try to rank quarterbacks, it gets really difficult because you can't really separate them individually in certain tiers. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to do. You have to rank them by tiers. So that's what I'm going to do. Quarterback tier list coming up. Second part, hour number two. Haystack Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the... Mike Guido, Evan Mazza. Tuesday, today, the show before, because I, I for a live and things. How's um, that? Oh, no, they don't do. Um, or, so is is with quarter just gives you an idea, guys. Individually, it's uh, so I think that there are the next tier. They're not a nice QBs. I have a too soon to uh, Andrew Lockner Sunday. Yes, 
where they don't have hey, is as reliable of a I mean, rushing and passing. Those are the th those are the one more year, but I definitely think he's in that I, I I league because I need to see him because I need to hear. I think Matt Ryan and Jared. There are some throws for the football. I'm. I almost left Kurt Rivers Watson when solid franchise quarterback. Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garrett, at least for the next number of years. And Mitch Trubisky, I think, are the guys that you guys. There are four guys this year, Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. Uh, Jameis Winston's got Bruce Arias. Winston, we're, we're moving on. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis coming intensively. You got to start looking at quarterback. Never remain consistent. He's And I hope he has success because I love They don't have a ton of talent offensively. So prove it. There are six guys that I think it's too soon to tell, and it kind of makes the list a little bit more. Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen, and Josh Allen. I think those guys are too soon, okay? I'll tell you this, okay? Full disclosure on this list. I think Darnold is going to be a superstar. I think Baker Mayfield is going to be very good. And honestly, if you had to make me pick one more guy that's going to absolutely work out, I think it's Kyler Murray. I really think that that kid's going to be a good uh, a good quarterback in this league. Jury is still out on Lamar Jackson. Is he going to be able to throw the football efficiently? Same thing with Josh Allen. And is Josh my my issue with Josh Rosen is is he ever going to get an opportunity? Is he because if Josh Rosen starts this year and the Miami Dolphins are still the worst team in football, are the Dolphins not thinking about Tua Tagovailoa next year? I mean. It, you have to kind of think about it that way. Those are the two soon guys. So Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. I think those are guys that are too soon to tell. And there are three guys that I think got to go. Goodbye. Either have been replaced or need to be replaced. Eli Manning, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco. And here's my thing. I... Joe Flacco is in an interesting situation because I don't think Joe Flacco is in the same category as Case Keenum and Eli, but Joe Flacco is definitely getting into his later years. He's still kind of productive, and Joe Flacco already has his replacement, right? Drew Locke is going to replace Joe Flacco. I don't know, man. John Elway says that Joe Flacco is just getting into his prime. Yeah, that's crap. <laughs> um, but Case Keenum, I think... Could go into next year as the worst starting quarterback in the league if he starts. He might not even start. Dwayne Haskins might take the job from him. Um, and believe it or not, I actually think that the Giants will see Daniel Jones this year. I actually do believe that at some point this year you will I see agree. Daniel Jones. Uh, Eli, I'm sorry. that Eli's done. And he's been done. All right. You look at his numbers, and they don't look like he's collapsing. If you watch Eli play, the guy just... the it's guys, hard. Like I say, he's throwing change-ups. The ball just doesn't get there. You know what I mean? And like I said, it, the aging of a quarterback could be a tenth of a millisecond, right? I mean, if Odell Beckham Jr. is going in on a crossing route, right, instead of leading him right here, there's like a mile an hour coming off that fastball and it ends up over here, that's a big difference in the NFL going from here to here. And I'm sorry for our listeners that aren't looking, but if you lead a guy and then not lead a guy, it makes all the difference in the NFL. So, goodbye, guys. Eli, Keenum, and Joe Flacco. Where was uh, Matt Ryan on your list? He was in that next tier okay. of guys, the the tier after the elite guys. So just to... Uh, 
I'll read you the list again. So I think there are six elite guys. Luck, Brady, Wilson, uh, Mahomes, Breeze, and Rodgers. Uh, the next tier of guy, I think there's a there are six guys in that next tier of quarterback. Uh, Big Ben, Rivers, Watson, Wentz, Jared Goff, and Matt Ryan. Um, I think the, excuse me, in the solid franchise quarterback tier, that third tier of guys, I think there are seven guys. I think there's Dak, Derek Carr, Stafford, Cam Newton, Cousins, Jimmy G, and Trubisky, I think are in that next tier of guys. Uh, the prove-it-year guys, there are four guys that I think need to prove everything this year if they want to keep their job. Andy Dalton, Mariota, Jameis Winston, and Nick Foles. Um, the two soon guys, obviously, Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Kyler Murray. And then the guys that we can already say goodbye to, Eli Manning, Case Keenum, and Joe Flacco. All right, before we go to the news, I need reactions. I would say that from okay, so because he's on his rookie, he's still on his rookie contract. I would I would put Dak in a guy that still needs to kind of prove. You think Dak's something. gonna prove it here? I, st- I, I think, would agree. I with think that. I think Dak's gonna prove it here because I still don't think that uh, he's in a, he's in a category where he can like where he's okay. Yeah, solid. I guess is a good word to use, but I still like. Like you said with other people, how you need more. Like, I need I need to see them go further with without. Okay, so I don't I don't want to see Dak be reliant on Ezekiel Elliott or reliant on the stellar offensive line. I want to see him do more. So I think I think there's to a certain degree he's got some proving to do. Okay. Other than other than that, I think yes, I think I think Mahomes is good enough to be. Absolutely. I think he definitely proved last year that he's in a He's an elite guy. That was his proving he, he year to be a top-tier quarterback. And look, there are some times where a guy looks elite in his rookie like RG3 looked elite in his rookie year. Yeah, but I mean Patrick Mahomes is just a RG3, different animal. RG3 didn't throw 50 touchdowns and 5000 yards. This and, kid is as talented as they get. And also the the guys that you mentioned that you know need to prove it like Mariota, Dalton, uh and Foles, and, Foles Winston. and Winston. You know, Winston has all of those guys have to to a certain degree like decent decent weapons. Like I've seen like look Oh, at Winston's Russell, got great weapons. Look at Russell Okay, first of all, Mike Evans is the most underrated player in the NFL. I'll say that right now. He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal wide receiver. But I like you mentioned before, look at what has Russell Wilson outside of Marshawn Lynch ever had an elite player? Has he ever had a halfway decent offensive line? No. Look at if you look at uh if you look at Tennessee. Tennessee has two great young wide receivers. Derrick Henry, who should be who should be a force at running back, he had that one monster. He had that one monster game where he had like what, like 250 yards rushing and like four touchdowns right. last year, which was great. He kind of shadowed Demarco Murray for a while, and then now it looks like he's going to be taking on a bigger role. They have a pretty decent decent offensive line. They have a they have an underrated defense. But Kevin Kevin Byard is a phenomenal defensive back. Tennessee's an interesting. Tennessee team. is an interesting team, and I I don't I don't see any excuses other than Mariota. You look at Dalton, like AJ AJ Green was a top 
five wide receiver for a long he's, time. He's he's one went, of the uh, he, AJ Green is probably one of the three most talented receivers. He's in the difficult league. to evaluate though. I feel like because he is he is he was elite for a while, but you know injuries and and what have you have kind of you know changed Andy, the Andy conversation. <laughs> and Andy yeah. Dalton, exactly. They and then the bad coaching with Marvin Lewis, and now. They never had a running game. It looks like Joe Mixon's formidable. John Ross out of Washington actually looks like he could do something. They had Eifert before he, I don't know, was apparently made of glass. But I don't know. Like all these people, I don't think like you're right. I, I think it's it's good that you put them in a in a, a prove it year because uh, I don't see any excuses that are outside of just their production. Right. They all have the materials. Just they got to make it work. What do you think, Gav? Uh Oh, no, I'll let you have any. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to make one change. Um, one change. That's one, it. One change. That's it. And I'm actually going to add a category because I think it's the only way to do it. You actually, I think, broke down the categories and the tiers in the best way possible. You, you made it very difficult to, to counter argument. Um, I, all I want to do is I want to I want to move Matt Stafford up. I want to move Stafford up, but you not really up, think not so. up, not up to the tier that you have above him. That's why I want to create that that extra tier. What tier? What tier did you have him in? I had him in the like solid franchise yeah. quarter, like, and like I, third tier of guys. Yeah, and I don't think that he would be that second tier. So that's why I want to have like a second and a half tier and put Matt, Matt Stafford in there. Little, There's something a about him. Purg- a little purgatory yeah, for Matt pur- Stafford. Yeah, exactly. There's something about Matt Stafford where I don't. I mean, I, it could, look, it could just because it's Detroit. I don't know. I love Matt Stafford, though. I, I agree with you, though. I trust there, Matt Stafford. Yeah, his there's f- something about him at the end of the he's game. He's a terrific fourth-quarter quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At the end of the game, and you know, game on the line. I'm putting the ball in his hands. I li- yeah, I like seeing yeah. – I like quarterbacks like him in that yeah. kind of situation. Um, I think if he – I mean, you know, he definitely had weapons, but if you could give him more, I mean, that could be said about any quarterback. You give them more weapons, they'll be better, but – I, there's just something about him, you know. And yeah. uh, I mean, you know, obviously, you guys remember that game where he, uh, he broke. What was it? His shoulder. He like broke, separated his shoulder. Dislocated and, his shoulder. Yeah, and he still and threw he still the threw the still threw the touchdown pass. The I only game. have I yeah, only have right. one more I only have one more thing I want to touch on. So you're you're a guy who uh, who kept saying like I want to see more. I want to see more. You know, from Barkley and uh, you know all these all like Rosen and Darnold. Like you want to see more. You want to see more. I'm surprised that you put uh, Garoppolo in. A quarterback category where, you know, he's a solid franchise guy after yeah. what, five games. I was thinking about him. I but, really but, was. But that's the weird part. Like, I agree with you. Like, I, I would, I would put him over a lot of quarterbacks in this league now. But, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're saying like I want to see him more, I want to see more. But then a guy who's played five games is enough. Right. I mean, I agree. But no, uh, no, I, I, I'm with you. And I was really like. I was really thinking about it hard. Listen, he's he's, he's five and zero. He's five and zero in those games. So I mean, how it's unfortunate not, it's not was crazy. that? Twenty ACL. Yeah, how unfortunate. Wow. Oh my God, seeing him in Kittle next year is going to be great. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and you know, I was expecting to get. I'm expecting to get more pushback on putting Jared Goff in tier two and then Cam Newton in tier three. Well, I mean, listen, Jared Goff. We everyone thought Jared Goff was Jeff Fisher had us thinking Jared Goff was a bust, and then Sean McVay. The kid's a stud. And then Sean McVay comes through and he's like, okay, this kid, this kid can play. I have this weird relationship with Cam Newton and the uh, and the way that you tiered him, because for me, Cam Newton tiered. Yeah. (laughs) So the 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 way the why it's it's so difficult for me with with Cam Newton is because 
he for me is going in this season coming up is a prove it year. And if he does prove it, he does. He bumps up two tiers. Do you know what I, I'm saying? I, I right, agree with right, that. Right, right. I think Cam, so, I think this is a proving year yeah, for Cam. And I, but I think that if he does prove it and he can maintain it, it it's it's will bump him he's up. He's like he's like the Russell Westbrook of, yeah. of the NFL. Because he to me is so explosive and he could yeah. be so a dynamic good. a dynamic talent. But come on, man. I, mean, I, I see I, love, I yeah. see the personality issues, yep. injuries. Yep. But you know MVP can't really win with him though. A lot of comparisons to Russell Westbrook there. All right. right, uh, Ev, what do you think before we go to the news? Um, Just a few changes. I think the Flacco one was interesting because I think in the sec, I think when healthy, he could still be, he could still play pretty well. I think in the second halves, I agree. The second halves of 2016, 2017, coming back from injury, he was definitely much better. I think he was like top 10, top 12 during those spans. That's the thing, though. Flacco. He played pretty well last year prior to the injury. I don't think Flacco is third tier anymore. And I don't think Flacco's in a prove-it year because I think he already got replaced. Well, I think so. That's why I I'm saying a, I can like Flacco is kind of a special situation because he could still play, but he did get replaced already. I, I understand. No, that's definitely true. I, Drew Locke is going to be his is going to replace him in a, in a year or two. Right. I think, but with with Flacco, it's more proving it. He can still play for several more years, whether it's three, four, five, whatever. He just needs to stay healthy. I definitely think I think I would switch him with Marcus Mariota. Winston, I definitely think is still in the proven thing because I like where Winston. Do you think is Mariota's at. done? I like Mariota. I do. I like him a lot. I think we're reaching that point where he might be there. Winston, I'm kind of close to it. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think, but I think with Bruce, I'll give him another chance because like, I like Bruce Arians a lot. And that's my thing is Winston. I think you could qualify as being done already. But Jameis Winston, if you compare Jameis Winston to Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston's more talented. Oh, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Jameis Winston's more talented Marcus than Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota's at the tail end of his prove-it. Not, sure. not, right. yeah, not only is this a prove-it year for Jameis Winston, this is like, all right, dude, like, this is your last chance. Like, if you don't, because, yeah. like, there's been a lot of nonsense with Jameis Winston. You've got right. Bruce, a lot, a lot of immaturity, a lot of off-the-field stuff. Like, right. it's like, dude, like, at one yeah. point, like, your, sure. your antics aren't worth it. I don't, I don't mean to uh, cut you guys off, but there's an update on uh, Herrera's arrest. Oh. Yeah, so. Yeah, let's, let's go to the news. So, um, those are the QB tiers. We'll swing it over to the news. Our big J journalists, Vinny Muto and Matt Catrizzolo. What do you have, Vin? Yeah, so uh, ESPN just came out uh, with an article. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, sorry, Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia Phillies outfielder uh, Herrera was arrested on a charge of uh, simple assault following a domestic incident in Atlantic City on Monday night. Herrera has been placed on administrative leave by Major League Baseball per the league's domestic violence policy. He'll be inactive up to seven days while MLB investigates the incident. I, I You know, and I was mentioning this before, um, and it's unfortunate that we hear this about Odubel Herrera. He's not a phenomenal player. You know, when he came up as a rookie, he looked like he was going to be the real deal, and he's really taken a step back since then. Um, but Odubel Herrera is just another one of those guys that just adds to this whole domestic violence problem, right? I mean... It's an epidemic now. And here's my thing, and it's really unfortunate that it is this way. I'm not sure that this is a fixable issue. You know, I think this is one of those those issues where we say, okay, let's... We can all work together as a society to end domestic violence. Domestic violence is going to be one of those issues that is mm-hmm. never, ever going to end. Period. Okay. Yeah. It's Look, unfortunate. Odubel, but... Herrera, unless you start sentencing people to death 
Because if they beat even their then wife, it won't stop. Come right, on, let's be like, real. No. It won't stop. But that's my issue. No. It's like Major League Baseball could ban Odubel Herrera from the league for life. Be banned from the league for right uh, for life. Pull a Pete Rose on the guy. I I mean, maybe Odubel Herrera stops doing it. But that doesn't stop the next guy from doing no. it. You know right. what I mean? Of course. That's the unfortunate nature of this whole thing. How are many? You, how many? I don't how, many think, how many examples can you make out of yeah. someone? Yeah. Are you are you hinting stops? at like uh, now maybe on every major league contract and like the fine print? It's like if you get involved in domestic violence, you're done. I, <laughs> we'll, we'll I don't have to know. Take millions That's away. my thing. Is like I don't I don't think it's well. First of all, I don't think it's ever going to be written into players' contracts because I think. Like, most teams view it as, oh, okay, the league will take care of it. Yeah. It's not really my issue if this happens. You know, the, the league yeah. will put them on administrative leave, and then right. they'll do an investigation, and that'll be that. Right? Now, do you, I don't do you, think this is an endable problem. That, and since it's, I mean, it's unfortunate, of course, but it's human nature, and it won't be an endable problem. And it's the same thing with performance-enhancing drugs and marijuana use. You can penalize these players as much as you want. It's still going right. to happen. Um, now, obviously, domestic assault and you know PEDs is a completely different story. Do you do you think it's necessary for the league to always step in when, in, regardless if it's football, baseball, hockey, uh, it doesn't even matter? I, yes, I I think so, but it isn't really because of a disciplinary reason. I think it's more of an image reason. Yeah, like so the you, league to has, benefit themselves. Even the over league has the to step in and say, okay, we're not okay with this. Right. We're going to do this. Yeah, if they just remain quiet. Do you have any idea how much yeah. bad press the, yeah. the, 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 oh, bad the league gets? The mm-hmm. league gets bad press bad already, yeah. and they do things about it. Yeah, if they did nothing, <laughs> each nobody each, would watch yeah. sports again. Right, right, right. Each league has to step in because at the end of the day, that's one of their employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you could be working, you're working somewhere, wherever your store, whatever. You do something right. bad, they yeah. have they have to step Hence in. And say, the hey, administrative leave. Yeah, it's a, right. it's a good way to put it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. So. <clears throat> Uh, Giannis's season came to a close last week, in, and it was just an incredible season. So he he averaged 27.7 points per game, 12.5 rebounds, 5.9 assists, logging 54 double doubles, which is the most by any Bucks player since 1960, 1976, 1977. The you know the NBA ABA merger. Right, Mike, is he your MVP? Yes. Yeah, Giannis is the MVP. I, I I'm sorry, he's just. I think he was just year long. He was so much better than everybody else in the league this year. It's just, and we're talking about like like double doubles and production on the offensive side. That is fantastic. And they're winning. He was the they best were, defensive player in the league this year. And also. the Bucks were winning, winning games. All right, right. They were blowing people out, and Giannis is responsible for that. He, uh, yeah, Giannis is my MVP without a doubt. Let's talk about the the All NBA teams. So, okay, they came they came out last week. All NBA first team: Steph, Harden, Paul George, Giannis, and Nikola Jokic. Second team is I Ky- think they got that one hundred percent. I think right. I think so too. Second team is Kyrie, Damian Lillard, Kawhi, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. Okay. Third team: Westbrook, Kemba Walker, LeBron, Blake Griffin, and Rudy Gobert. I like how I like. I like the the go bear. I got like the go bear pick. I, I agree. He's a deep a deep boy candidate. Blake Griffin had an Blake Griffin had an incredible season. The pist- I, mean, I mean, just nobody cares about the Pistons. Absolutely. So and you, and you know, like a coach of the year went after Dwayne Casey after he was fired from Toronto, signed with 
you know, Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I thought that, and and a lot of people didn't recognize how Blake Griffin had a incredible season. Right. LeBron also, Kemba Walker, another incredible season, and then Westbrook, averaging average triple double again. Um, I don't know, man. What happened to Clay Thompson? Uh, he didn't have a good enough year. I, I, I truth, I don't think he was treated unfairly in this. I really don't. I, like, I, I like I was saying to you guys before. Okay, we were kind of talking about this during break. You know, if Clay Thompson is one of the guards on this list. Uh, uh, on the All NBA teams, who's the guard that you take out? Because you're like uh, Steph and Harden are, are first team guys, no that, yeah. without a question, first team guys. Kyrie and Dame Lillard, I think, are 100% second team guys, and the third team, Russell Westbrook, did in fact average a triple double, so you can't take it away from him. And Kemba Walker, through the first four months of the season, looked like he was going to win a league MVP. I mean, like. Clay Thompson, sometimes you just see it as he's like the fourth most important guy on his own team. Like, it should, I don't think he was treated unfairly. Clay Thompson, I think, is better than some of those guys. But based on the year he had, I don't, I don't think he got screwed. I mean, I think that's, I think that's fair. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think it's fair. But uh, I remember watching the game where he broke the record for most threes in the game, you know, against against Chicago back in October. He actually went before that, before he hit 14 threes, he went 5 for 36 in 26 minutes. Right. They're hitting 14 threes in a game. I don't know. I, 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 I love Clay, but you're right. Like, I, it's, it's tough to replace anybody on this list. Yeah. Clay is certainly, I think Clay is more valuable to the Warriors than I think we, I think a lot of us have realized, you know, maybe even until now. <clears throat> you because they you look at it, they lose Curry for postseasons. I'm looking at postseason. Postseason they lose Curry. They're like nine and four. They lose Durant five and zero. Oh. They you know Steve Kerr obviously was out for some time. The one constant was Clay Thompson, and he always produced for them. He's always there. He's always you know. Uh, he's Clay always gets, performing Clay well. can get streaky though. He can Clay get streaky. Clay can get streaky, and he's gonna get. A max contract. He's going to get a big contract from somebody. Whether sure it's Golden he State, will. I, I definitely think Golden State's going to resign him back. Golden State has easily. to bring they him back. They have to. Absolutely. But I think there's so much value in Clay Thompson that I think a lot of us have previously realized. Right. All right. Uh, that's the news with Vinny Mutone, Matt Catarizzolo, our big J journalist. When we come back. I, I, I was thinking about the your quarterback tier list. I agree with the Garoppolo thing. Would you have Garoppolo tier three? Tier or three. The, you had him on the. Solid pre- franchise quarterback. I think I put him in the proof of thing. I think I'm Would with you. Put you. In I think I'm with here? you because he hasn't played a full 16 game season yet. I got to see it for a full 16 games. All right. And I think he's talented. And I agree with you. Him and Kittle could be really good. I like. The, I, I just. I need. I need to see a full season with him it's and Shanahan. Shanahan definitely needs a two. Shanahan's a terrific head coach uh, that just needs a quarterback. Mm. No, Pat- I, I. I see. I. I see where you're coming from, and I. I agree. I. I agree with you to a certain extent. Just from what I see from Garoppolo, the success that he was able to have with nothing, I think that is that speaks they're, volumes they're gonna to be what a, he's had as well. They're going to be a sneaky team this year, yeah. San Francisco. And Pat Mahomes, I'm not ready to put him at number one. I got to put him just just that next year. I, I need to see it for one more year. That's all. Just, okay. That's, that's all. Because Pat Mahomes, hey, Pat Mahomes certainly deserved the MVP. I don't Absolutely. know. I think he's I think already he's, elite. Okay. All right. Uh, coming up next, I think that all of us made a mistake about the Toronto Raptors last year. And I cannot believe that we didn't see it sooner. 
That's coming up next. Haystack Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Guido. Our radio tune in radio worldwide sports victory one six seven six two nine Catarizolo and Vinny Mueller. Major League Baseball's best uniform. Buying a couple of jerseys this past weekend. Wear them as soon as I get them. Uh, when you see something a little bit later, right in front of your fan. Okay, so the uh, they're going to go play the Warriors. They're probably going to go. But it's going to never say never. Thing when you go all the way back. Okay, when Kawhi Leonard, Demar Derozan, who's guy who, by the way. Uh, the season prior, and it's pretty much he's made it known that he's the Toronto Raptors taking their fine eye into Kawhi Leonard. Believe the beginning. There are a lot of guys. This direct changing uh, dynasty type franchise. Def and Ka- you have two guys that revel who, in a lot of people's eyes, Kawhi's the real deal. We can. A Perturant can do it. Young crazy. Uh, LeBron and Kawhi. 2014. Steph, LeBron, Steph. This is a... Okay, I'm not saying this on a whim. Of events have consisted of the same... Before of Toronto, not just the organization, to make... If he does go to Los Angeles... And I've got one word... You did exactly. The or said, "Look, (laughs) I get it because it is. I've been, and I got to be honest with you, it's a gorgeous city. Toronto's gorgeous. Okay, Niagara Falls and Toronto—they're right next to each other. It's a phenomenal city. It is, and I get it. It gets freezing cold up there. Freezing." It gets so cold. You walk around Niagara Falls in the wintertime, you can't even walk around there because all the mist coming from the falls ices itself out on the on the on the on the sidewalks and you're sliding down these sidewalks. You can't even walk. But look at what the city of Toronto's doing. And, and look, ever since I said this, the two stories came out of all right, so if Kawhi stays. We will give you a $30,000 a month penthouse to live here for forever if you really want to. We'll just give it to you. You don't have to pay. Oh, and there are a ton of restaurants in Toronto that have bought into and signed off on um, Kawhi and Dine. He will never... Pay for food again. They are doing whatever it takes to keep this guy here. And you know why? Because they saw it before everybody else did. We called Masai Ujiri and all these guys in the in the Toronto Raptors front office crazy. And in fact, they were the smartest out of all of us. They saw this before anybody else did and they did it they are going to the finals and i'd like to say that they have no shot i really would they do (laughs) i mean they do they've got some sort of chance here do i think it's going to happen no but Kawhi is going to put up a fight here 
Raptors made the right move. And again, it is all up to Kawhi now on whether he wants to stay or leave. Do you it's think, very simple. Do you think, say they get swept, do you think he leaves? Uh, No, I don't. But let me let me rephrase. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters if what happens in the finals. If they win it, that's great. If they lose, that's great. I mean, they can. I, I mean, think he can... will make his decision kind of outside of that because I think from a winning perspective, I don't think anybody expects Toronto to beat Golden State. I don't think anybody expects that. But if they lose in six or seven, yeah. But I also think that because not a lot of people think that they might. Uh, beat Golden State that if they do don't you think that gives him a little more like alright now I really want to stay right? You know? I think it could it could but like I, I feel like if they if the Raptors beat Golden State it's just going to be it, it's going to be icing you know it, it's yeah, no, it I isn't, it isn't yeah. going to be the, the end all be all yeah. to it so but we all called it crazy but little did we know that Masai Ujiri made the right call because he knew that Kawhi was in rare company. He's one of the only three players in the in the NBA today that can directly get your team to a finals year in and year out. Steph, LeBron, Kawhi. No particular order, but those three guys get it done. LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, he's in that company. Okay, um, what I'm going to do here, because I want to do the jersey thing at the end, I'm going to throw it over to the guys again. Vinny Mutone, Matt Catarizzolo, our big J journalists for the news. What do we got, guys? Um, all right, so first thing, not really news, but I want a hot take. Um, who is going to be uh, filmed for Hard Knocks this year. Ooh, I oh, love that. I love oh, these. Oh, I love these. There's so, so many. They're doing a hard. They were doing a hard knocks with the Cleveland Browns the other yeah, uh, over the weekend. Would, yeah. Oh, I love that one. I love so, uh, the rookie show's the best. There cool. are there are three teams that I want to see, but who are who's yeah, in contention? Yeah. So in contention right now, uh, we have uh, the Raiders, 49ers. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be 49ers. That's my that's my guess. No, the Raiders. No, uh, I want it. I want the Raiders. The Raiders. Want the Raiders. The Raiders would be great. A B group. Who was the third? Team? Uh, okay, then we have Giants, Lions, and Washington. The Giants. No, nobody cares about Washington. Yeah, Washington. Yeah. Washington I don't want to see Washington. Washington, Redskins, no. Lions, no. I can't see the Giants. The Redskins the Giants, unless they want to do the, all right, obviously you suck, so let's just show everyone how bad and what you're yeah, going to do Yeah, the Giants are just it. bad. They're not interesting. Yeah. The Raiders yeah. are interesting. The only thing, what, what's interesting about the Giants, like we got Barkley and that's it, so... Yeah. There are. I, I can't see the Giants doing it. I can't way. see the Giants. I, I would like to see the 49ers. I think that would be kind of cool, but you're right. The Raiders would be awesome. There are three teams that I would be extremely interested in seeing on Hard Knocks. One of them, obviously, is the Raiders. The other one is the Cleveland Browns, even though the, the well, Browns have yeah. no shot. Yeah, they can't do it. I think it has to be a two-year two year gap. Yeah. Right. And the third team, I think that would be incredibly interesting, 
would be the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. Yeah, I think that would yeah, be right. fascinating. Boy, I, Mike, I can Killeth, only... Cliff Kingsbury, and Kyler Murray, seeing how that whole thing right. works, I think that would be incredibly entertaining. Mike, if can, if only... you're interested, here are the rules for Hard Knocks. If right. you have a first-year head coach, um, if you have made the playoffs either of the past two seasons or have been on the show in the past ten years, you're exempt from the running. That mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. That's crazy. That's su- they're going to run out of teams. Yep. Yeah, they're gonna run out of teams. Mike, Mike, you would. I can only imagine your reaction if the Lions got picked. Oh my God! Like, I can only I, imagine. I, your he reaction. was reading that list, and I almost puked at the end yeah. of it because, to me, the two most boring teams in football are the Lions and the Redskins. Those are the two most boring teams in the NFL. Okay, well, maybe the, I would say two of the three most boring teams. The Cincinnati Bengals, I think, are in there also, but. Um, the Lions are definitely the most boring team in the NFL. My God. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to get it. The Lions are going to get the hard knocks. They do it. They, they They're going to get it. it. They do it. They would agree with, they would agree with. Uh, Staying on top of NFL, I want to talk free agency. Um, so I want to talk Eric Berry, and I would like to talk Jermaine Curse. Ooh. Okay. All Jermaine right. Curse. Yes, Jermaine Curse. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yes. So, speaking of, I haven't heard him in a while. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to end up? You know, he's not really a huge name I he'll end up with I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up back in Seattle I wouldn't be surprised because look they just lost Doug Baldwin their number one receiver right now is a rookie yeah. so they could use the depth of that uh, over there I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility like I'm going to say it's. I'm going to say Seattle would be interested in bringing it back I like that spot for DK Metcalf too I think he's, I think he's the type of weapon that Russell Wilson needs I really hope he turns out to be a beast. I, I just want to see that kid destroy kids. Yeah. But uh, Curse actually rejected an offer from the Lions a few days ago. Really? Yeah. Which see? After a workout. Because the Lions are boring. He doesn't want to play in Detroit. Yeah. But, well, I forgot Eric Berry was a free agent. Yeah, so <sighs> Eric, Eric Berry, Berry, what's going on with him? Eric Berry's interesting. Yeah. Because he could be productive with any team. Yeah, he's I very good. The two teams that I've heard the most around Eric Berry are the Browns and the Cowboys. The, yeah, yeah. But See, Cleveland would be a great fit. I, He's been, he, Eric Berry's been in this league for a while Eric Berry, now. Eric Berry would be a great get for the Browns. He would. I don't ready, think the, ready, the ready Cowboys, I don't think, are going to do it. But Eric Berry, Carolina Panthers. No, I don't no, think so. No? Yeah, because I, I, I That's think... That's my hot take. I think that they're... They, I think, could... I think they're content with safeties. Plus, they already—they just gave Eric Reed a huge contract, that of a, a big, undeserving contract, which was ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't think that they tr- looked at a safety. If anything, I think they try to. God, they—they—they they, they gotta get receivers. I'll say, and they at, gotta get edge rushers too. I'll say at the end of the day, Barry goes to the Browns. I think that deal will get done. Curse, Patriots. What, what, Another they, they, receiver they for seem, the Patriots. They seem to just be picking everyone up, don't they? I, uh, you know, I mean? you know what? Like, but they've got. Yeah. They already have like eleven receivers. Yeah, we'll they've got a ton. I can see. I, yeah, but New England kind of needs to. I, think, I do think New England kind of. They have need my. Depth, they have my pick for rookie of the year. I, I like Nikhil Harris. Nikhil, Nikhil, Nikhil Harris is my sleeper rookie of the year. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like. I like him a lot. I got a. I got a pick NFL awards for next year. I'll do that later. And what's going on with Josh Gordon? Is he coming back? 
he is not knows, with the not. team right now. No, I yeah. he stepped away from football activities. I, I gotta that. be honest. I think I think Josh Gordon's done. Yo, imagine if he was still with Cleveland. That's so un- that's on so unfortunate too. I love watching. Josh how far would that, that team is? Be? I, Even one extra. Of, one of the things that I love that John Dorsey did was cut ties with Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. And look, I. I hope that Josh Gordon gets his life together. I'm not going to show him sympathy, but I hope he, I hope he gets his life together. The best, I think, one of the best things he did was cut, was just getting the Josh Gordon noise out of Cleveland. Yeah. I think that was brilliant. I could also see Curse maybe with the Cardinals to get like a veteran receiver for for Kyler Murray. I could see. I mean, I know that I know that Fitzger- Fitzgerald's still there. But I could see Christian Kirk obviously still developing, but I could see them going after. But they went heavy on receiver. They got a Keem Butler, Andy Isabella. They they went heavy receiver in the oh, draft. Yeah, Keem Butler's gonna be nice. How do Keem we Butler's think uh, nice. Kansas City is gonna handle Tyreek Hill? Carefully. Are they gonna Are they getting involved? Are they staying out of it? Are they gonna I let Tyreek make I the first move? Mostly, they're gonna stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Because um, he, he hasn't suspend, been playing yet. He's suspended right now, right? No, I, gonna, I don't know if he's actually suspended. Not but from he, the league, but from for the from the Chiefs. Like I from think that's team his per, I think yeah, that's a personal decision. He's suspended or is it from, official? No, he's uh, the Chiefs no, the stepped Chiefs in and, su- and suspended him. Um, but well, it says, I, it says right here, Chiefs star wide receiver has been staying away without being officially suspended from the team, mm-hmm. while the NFL and local authorities in Kansas City have been investigating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. All right, Matt, what you got? I want to talk about. <laughs> all right, I, I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Drake for a second because <laughs> Bucks coach Mike Budenholzer said that there is quote no place for that on NBA court on courtside NBA games. Yeah. Now, like this is this is a funny season in particular about that. Well, not funny actually. It's 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 an interesting season to be talking about this because we've seen a lot of probably now more than ever like sideline antics that are questionable like you had you had the incident with the kid in Utah with Russell Westbrook you remember yeah and where Russell Westbrook had to tell his father the kid's father is like hey like you know he wasn't nasty he wasn't anything he's like hey like just you know you know be careful this is courtside like you're not supposed to be touching us or whatever mm-hmm. and i mean i listen i agree that there should be boundaries to ensure the safety of nba players but you know, like what Drake is doing. We saw this with Spike Lee in uh, yeah, in the ni- in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, it's it's but it's yeah. it's part of basketball culture. Like you're at, you want this, but I don't. Again, I, like do you what do you think there should be boundaries, and if so, what kind? Yeah, I well, I think that there should be, but um, I find the situation with like super fans. I think are great. Like I I love the the fact that some teams have super fans. It's actually. You know, really sad what just happened to like the 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 Bills super fan. I forgot what his name yeah, was, um, but really sad what happened. He got really really sick, and he I think he just recently passed away. Yes, he did. Um, what pa- is that like, Bills Mafia? Yeah, it was like the what was Pancha like, Pancha Villa. Yeah, right. He died. He Him. passed away. He passed away after a fight with cancer. Right. Uh, so. Um, but Pancha like Villa. Spike Lee and 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 uh, the other Raptor, uh, the other Raptors guy. Uh, here's the thing with super fans, and 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 Drake, I think is fine. Drake, I think, it's I think it's needs. I think Drake needs to slow his roll a little bit, and it's just because it's. I think what happened with Drake and Spike Lee is a little bit different. Like Spike Lee is a super fan, and he yells and he screams and he's excited and everything like that. I, that's all fine and cool to me. 
But Spike Lee, like, Spike Lee stays in front of his seat. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, Drake is roaming the sidelines all over the place. Hutching yeah. Nick yeah, Nurse. Like, that's that also stuff, two completely that different stuff personalities. Wasn't he like yelling at Giannis or, or patting at your uh, He was yelling. He was, he was heckling Giannis and it hindered. That's fine. Was I like don't care about that. I, I, I think, but I think Giannis, like pat- Giannis is young enough and kind of like malleable enough to like where that will get to him. In the 90s, Reggie Miller used Spike Lee's heckling as fuel and he actually ended up playing better because of it. It had the opposite effect with Giannis, which, oh, is, why, yeah. which well, is why I think Drake's antics were getting worse as the you know series progressed. I, yeah, any fan can jeer though. You know what I mean? I just I like I don't want him massaging Nick Nurse's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, want him doing anything. Beyond, he, I don't want him roaming. I don't want him roaming towards role. the benches yeah. or anything like that. Just, man, like, like you can yell and scream and say whatever you want. That's fine. Just don't. Don't move from in front of your seat. Yeah. Like that's, you know what I mean? That's beyond jeering. He was getting downright involved, and yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. Like that he, I don't want. He, yeah. he took on know. this role that no one asked him to take on, and he just kind of like brought right. it upon himself, and was like, "I'm just gonna be the new mascot for the Toronto Raptors." Yeah, which just like a thing. I don't know, but the planet right now. I mean, he does have Toronto love love Toronto and love their. I, I mean, I know we talked about it. Larry David has. Yeah. So he stretches out. Miracle. Um. The Steve Kerr joke. Jokes. Such a dad joke. Did you see? Actually, Drake ran in a Steph, on, a Steph Curry type. It's a curse, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. We're Major League Baseball fell when the Jets got new unis. Listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Associates understands that no two investors are alike. We all have different goals, needs, and appetites for risk. That investment style so that you can work toward your individual retirement goals on your terms. Heritage Harbor Financial Associates at 631-331-6599 to learn more or to set up an appointment with one of our financial partners. Again, is 631-331-6599. That's 631 Six financial associates offer securities through AXA Advisors, LLC, New York, New York, member F. I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest person, nutritious meal, and a friendly hello to someone just like your mother, grandfather, or priceless. Delivering with Meals on Wheels is easy, and you don't have her and many more living in isolation. Your lunch break can make work. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Okay, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over. Why are your pants on your head? Well, it helps save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun, two-minute videos, lives in the Ag Council. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Radio Network. And we're our Big J journalists. A couple of very... Brown jerseys. I really don't buy jerseys. Uh, Cardinals jerseys. A Francisco Lindor vision. I'm ranking least. All right. I'm gonna put Boston at their whole collection of of collection of uniforms mm-hmm. currently. That's five, four, three. Pinstripe yes. look. It is just. So, I think the Yankees have the best unis in uh, classic. They were it cleaning. Because it, it, it's not even. All right. Uh, NL East. I hate. It is flat out that they've got. It's awful. They oh do they around the edges. Uh, the rest of them are, it's not, it's not my favorite dynamite. Yeah. Those things are clean. Central. Uh, number four, there's nothing special about it. I actually think they might have a little with red and they've got cream. Uh, Kansas City, I think the ones with the gold letter are so nice. 
11. Number five for me is just Incredible got, I just got my look like they can do no that's way. the one those are the ones I don't of those teams that I think can do more with going on with like their alternates uh, really come out with some really black bat uh um and I still I think they're I, my my list but the Cubs have won three Chicago four and they're, five those uh, like uh, I think the last uh, I can't get with Seattle I have with it four. They're pretty clean. The red alternate ain't home jersey in their home stadium. Your alternate jerseys. You know, I love little touches of, of like, boring, but that orange Oakland has yeah. in Davis. When you showed me I, that sale, I, it has the yellow. It has the yellow yeah. number five. I don't. Oh, so I like I love them. Arizona. Arizona neat. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't look clean. They just kind of look like there's a lot of stuff going on. I was looking at like a black, like when they had the black and purple, like, you know, D-backs with the python. You know, I mean, that was cool, Randy yeah. Jo uh, Randy Johnson. I was going to say, Randy Johnson OG. I actually, Johnson era. Yeah. I actually really like when you made a their, their home and away alternates when the color isn't like that deep maroon, but it's like that tealish color. Yeah. I actually like those. I actually those think are those nice. are really nice. Uh... Number four is the uh, San Francisco Giants. I think that they're they're getting better, right? That like I like I like the cream color home jerseys. I think their away jerseys are awful. Um, and I, to be like the black ones and the orange ones, I actually like those. Aren't terrible, but they're four. San Diego's at three. I think San Diego has. They get really like experimental, and it's nice. They got the camo thing going on a lot of the time. I think that's a really nice look. Uh, Colorado's at two because again I've got a thing I for those. Love Colorado. I think they're that purple and black. Those, sweet. those, the purple and black ones are nice, but those black vest jerseys mm. with the black undershirt mm. is just nice. Uh, it's a very tough looking jersey, um, and then obviously one's the Dodgers. I mean they just they're clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's another one of those classics. And again, the plain white with the blue lettering and then the red number I think is just unbelievably nice so that's it what do you think guys i don't i mean i might just be tripping where's baltimore and all of this i didn't i don't remember baltimore, baltimore i had third in the al east okay behind toronto and the yankees i can't get over that milwaukee pick man yeah really I yeah i thought you were gonna have milwaukee number one no yeah, i'd say wow. i'd say at least two i'd say at least two wow i'll tell you i'll admit this though the NL Central was definitely the toughest one because I like them all. Like I, I yeah. actually a lot like of, a lot all of choices. Of yeah, I like all of their jerseys. On top of that, they're probably the best division in baseball. But, um, like the Cardinals. I one thing I knew: the Cardinals were going to be number one. Those things are just flat out nice. Um, and then after that, it was just kind of free fall. You know what I mean? I didn't really know. So, uh, so yeah. MLB uniform rankings. We'll do the NBA one day. Maybe when the finals oh, are I over. I can't wait for that. Maybe when I the finals are over, that. I'll do it because I already have the list made up, but I'm saving it for the right time. Maybe when the finals are over, I'll do that. Uh, okay. That does it for us. Big J journalist, Matt Catarizzolo, Vinny Mutone, producer Evan Mazza, I'm Mike Guido. Chalk Talk, up next. We'll see you. Peace. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.